Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. You know, when you're on the road and you're living in your RV and you're traveling across America there's going to be a few mistakes. We're human, right? Uh Uh-huh. We all make mistakes. Right. Well, we made a heck of a big mistake. Do we really have to talk about this? That's coming up later. (laughs) Oh, no. You know, we've been exploring the Pacific Northwest in our RV, the coasts of Washington, Oregon, and California. They're all very stunning to see. Oh, they are. Even if you don't have an RV... You've got to put this on your bucket list because you could rent a car or motorcycles and go down the coast. It's beautiful. There's plenty of places to stay and things to do and things to see. You will not be disappointed. Mm -mm. The hiking is awesome. By the way, if you like to hike, there is a trail between Eugene and Bend, Oregon. It's called the Dynamo Hum Trail. (laughs) That was a famous song by the famous Frank Zappa. And they named that trail after that song. Wasn't that song from like 1973 or something? Yeah, it was from 1973. I don't know what goes on on that trail, but if it's anything like the song, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, as we're heading south on Highway 101 in Oregon, we're approaching the California state line. Okay, what's the big deal? Well, before we cross into California, we stopped in Brookings, Oregon to fill up with gasoline. Let me tell you why. When your RV has an 80-gallon tank, saving money on gasoline really helps that bottom line. Gasoline in Oregon, it was at least $3.30 a gallon. Sometimes we saw it for like $3.69. And believe me, we're not happy about that at all. But in California, gasoline was just under 5 bucks a gallon. Ouch. Ugh, yeah. So we continued down 101 through Crescent City and Klamath. Yeah, beautiful areas. Oh, it was. The scenery was awesome. We were near the Redwoods National and State Park. And as we're going through Oric, and I'm not talking about the vacuum cleaner, (laughs) I'm talking about a little teeny town in California, we suddenly spot a herd of elk. And they're near the road, just kind of wandering through the town. There's no traffic, so we were able to stop, get out, and get some really nice pictures. Now, we were really excited because we hadn't seen any moose. The only bears we saw were in a sanctuary. We didn't see Bigfoot, and suddenly we see a herd of elk. It's like, stop the RV, quick. Oh, my gosh, there were so many of them. That was so cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. So we were able to get great pictures. After that, we stopped just north of Trinidad, California, at an RV park called the elk 
Country Campground. Mm -hmm. Now, that was really nice. It was very rustic Mm -hmm. in the mountains. It's been there for years. That's my kind of camping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the lady that checked us in, she said, keep an eye out for the herds of elk. And she also said, keep your distance because these animals are larger than regular deer and they are not tame. And it's mating season. Hey, I don't want to get in anyone's way when it's mating season. (laughs) But yeah, they are right. We couldn't believe the amount of elk that would either walk through the camp or around the perimeter, including huge bucks. I have some unbelievable pictures of these bucks, and they also make this amazing noise when they're chasing after the does. Yeah. So it was such a neat place. Mm -hmm. We ended up spending two nights there. Oh, yeah. That area was pretty mountainous, and it was all part of Humboldt County. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of Humboldt County. It's really fertile, and it's where the giant redwoods grow, and for many years, that county is famous for growing marijuana. That's right the California cash crop, Mm -hmm. which a lot of it is legalized now, and you have to have a special license in order to grow it. If you don't, you can really face a lot of penalties. But there's a documentary on Netflix that we watched. It's called Murder Mountain. It's about how the marijuana growers started their farms in the area around Alter Point, California. This was decades ago. And that place is just east of where we were, so it was really interesting watching this. And there's something else about Murder Mountain. A lot of people have disappeared. Yeah. So Jeff's number one rule, where there's money, there's corruption. Yep. It was really tough to leave that campground, but we headed south to Garberville, California. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in an RV park on the southern side of Garberville. It was a KOA. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I'm not going to mince words. The worst campground I have ever seen or stayed in. We drove in. Patty goes into the office. They have a spot assigned for us. Mm -hmm. We go to that spot with the RV. And before we can even back it in, Patty is outside. And she's got a walkie-talkie to help guide me in. And she goes, well, well, hold on a second. She says, there's like toilet paper all over the place here. She says it's like somebody spilled their black tank, and that's the sewage tank on an RV. So I got out, took one look at it, and said, whoa, no way. This is totally unsanitary. We're not going to be here at all. Mm -hmm. So Patty got in the car. You went over to the office. I went back to the office, and I said, that site is very dirty. I need another site. And he gave me another site. So we moved over to that site, mm-hmm. pull in. Oh, gosh. And this time, oh. there's literally human waste all around the sewer connection. There was actually poop there. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was awful. Now, part of the reason for this is because their sewer connections stick out of the ground about 8 to 10 inches tall. They're supposed to be flush with the ground, so you connect a sewer hose from your RV to that connection, and gravity does its job. Well, it doesn't do it when it's a foot off the ground. (sighs) Needless to say, a lot of people spill their black tanks in that park, and nobody cleans it up, nobody sanitizes it. And I was furious. (sighs) I went back to the office, walk in, and I said, where's the manager? He comes out. And I told him, I said, I have never seen such a mess in a campground as I see here. Well, I took pictures and I showed him the pictures. Right. Mm -hmm. And I told him, you could get in so much trouble in this state. All I have to do is call the health department and they would shut you down. Well, needless to say, he was very nice to us, gave us a clean spot. Mm -hmm. 
they comped us mm-hmm. most of the price that night. Right. And we stayed there that one night. One night. <laughs> kind of yeah, one night. Yeah. <laughs> no more than that. Right. But I was stunned at how bad that place yeah, was. It was terrible. Well, to make matters better, we decided to jump in the Jeep, take off the tops, and go for a cruise on the Avenue of the Giants. Mm -hmm. On our way to Garberville, as we were going down 101, we saw the signs for Avenue of the Giants. Now, this is a road that runs parallel with 101. It's a pretty long road. Yeah, it's miles and miles Mm -hmm. of just big, huge redwood trees. Right. The sights are fantastic. Yeah, you could see it from the freeway. You can see it looks like a forest. Right. So you're driving through this forest, but these trees are humongous. Oh, it just blows your mind. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. So we have the tops off on the Jeep, and we're just thoroughly enjoying this. And we come to a little tourist attraction. You could actually drive through a redwood tree. (laughs) These guys had this thing set up where it was on their property. Yeah, it was called Shrine Drive-Through Tree. Yeah. We saw the sign, and I said, well, we got to go check this out. And it's not like they cut a hole in the tree. It was kind of a natural (laughs) hole in the tree. Mm -hmm. So we paid, what, 10 bucks? Mm -hmm. Drove the Jeep through that. We had to put the mirrors in. It was really tight. It was tight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're driving through this thing real slow, and there's some lady on the other side. She says, hey. Want me to take your picture? And we were like, yeah, sure, you know? Yeah, so we're sitting in our seats, and she's going to take our picture, and she said, you know what, why don't you just stand up? Stand up in the Jeep. Stand up through the roof. Right. It's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. We don't have the roof on, you Yeah, know? right. We got a really cool picture. Yeah, so we stood on the seats, and she got a great picture. Yeah, it was. We almost ran out of gas, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's no gas stations around there, so you got to be really careful. Make sure you drive around oh. in places that are unfamiliar with you make sure you have a full tank of gas he gets on this road he's got hardly any gas in the jeep and it's like what are you doing why didn't you get gas before that i told her i said just look (laughs) on your phone find us a gas station we'll load up you know there was no gas stations around for miles and miles it's like oh no first the poopy camp and now running out of gas (laughs) but we didn't run out of gas no we stopped at a fire station we did we saw a fireman outside and we asked him hey where's the nearest place to get gas (laughs) he goes down the freeway about 20 miles yeah and patty goes you think we'll make it I said, if we pray to God, (laughs) we made it. Somehow we made it. Yeah, we did. But it was fun. So we left Garberville and headed to Cloverdale. Oh, yes, Cloverdale. We were going to stay on the Russian River. It's kind of a famous place. Mm -hmm. It's a Thousand Trails Park. Mm -hmm. We're going to spend two nights there and then head down to San Francisco. Right. That was our plan. Right. Guess what? It didn't go well. We really have to talk about this. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, no. We haven't told anybody about this. We haven't posted anything on social media because we were so darned embarrassed that we made such Such a a stupid mistake. Huge mistake. It was both of our faults. Yes, it was. When you're traveling in an RV, it's a big vehicle. You're towing a car. We actually have a checklist of everything we do so that we don't forget anything. Because there's a lot to this, and you have to be safe. You have to be patient. You can't rush things. Unfortunately, we didn't pay attention to our rules that day. No, we did not. We got to the park. We were pretty excited. Mm -hmm. There was nobody in the guardhouse. No, there was a guardhouse with a gate. So there was a note on the guardhouse. I got out, and I saw the note, and they said, you know, call this phone number. 
Um, and I called and they gave me the information to get in to open up the gate so okay great now this campground is on the side of a mountain so when you pull in the gate you go down a hill and this is the type of campground where you go in there and you find your own spot right so it's not like they assign you a spot so Patty gets the code to the gate and this has taken a while the gate goes up yeah I open the gate and she comes running back to the RV opens the door gets in and I said, go. Go, go, hurry up before the gate comes down. <laughs> so I stepped on it. If you remember from the second episode, there's something that's going to always get your attention. It's a question or a phrase called, what's oh, that gosh. noise? <laughs> Boom! We hear a big, loud noise. Oh, it... <laughs> I knew immediately we had hit something. But I didn't know what. Yeah, we didn't know what. It came from the side. It was yes. like right at the side where I closed the door. So I said, just keep going. When we get down to the bottom of the hill, we'll get out and find out what happened. I was like, oh my God. We pull over, <laughs> stop. We open the door and the steps were all bent and broken. What happened? We hit something with the steps because... When Patty got in the RV and said, go, 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 I stepped on it and didn't allow time for the steps to retract. In a normal situation, that would be fine. But the problem here was that right where the steps opened up and they touched the curb, the curb was broken right in front of it. So it was sticking out about six inches. Right. So as soon as he went, and normally the steps would just come in, you know, and you just go and, you, you know, there's nothing in front of them. But because that curb was broken and sticking out, which we did not know, we couldn't see it. Well, I didn't see it when I got in. It <sighs> caused the step to slam into that part of the curb that was jetted out. And it just... It bent it. I mean, that's heavy steel. It sure is. And it bent the steps. This is a cement curb. It's a big cement curb. And it bent... Yeah. And so when it bent the steps... It literally pushed the steps back into the fiberglass body of the RV <laughs> and did body damage as well. <laughs> Believe it or not, the oh. steps still vaguely worked. But there was really no way we could drive the RV no. with the steps in that condition. Yeah, because they wouldn't go back in. They would only go halfway in. There was no way we could drive it like that. So we, in a matter of seconds, had just blown everything Ugh. and made a stupid mistake. We blame both of ourselves. We do. Because we were impatient and didn't take the time to do it right. And it cost us. Yeah. We got to our campsite, we set up our camp, and we were both sick about the oh, damage just, to the just RV. It was horrible. It was just awful. So I decided I would call maybe a mobile service that could come out and fix it and get some estimates as to what the damage was going to be. Patty went to the office and told them that we may have to be here longer than two nights. Mm hmm. And yeah. they said it was okay. Yeah, they said that was fine. So I started calling some mobile services. And there were a couple of them that said, nah, I don't do that kind of work. You know, I just fix uh, easy things. But I did find somebody. And he said, yeah, he was skilled with that. He knew exactly what to do and everything. And he said, well, first off, we have to survey the damage and find out exactly what's going on underneath the RV. Did the frame get bent? I had already been underneath the RV and I assured him that, no, the frame was not bent. All we have to do is take off the steps put the new ones on, and I'm going to need some body work. 
He said he didn't do the body work, but he could do the steps. And I said, great. I said, get me a price and call me back. He calls me back. He says, okay, here's how it works. The steps are going to be $1,750. That's $1,750. And then there's $150 for me to just come out. And then the rest is labor to put them on. And he says, if we run into any difficulty, it'll be more. So it's going to be about $2,500, $2,600. I hung up the phone and got sick again. (laughs) This time I got on the internet and I thought, okay, I'm going to find the replacement parts myself. Maybe I can fix this myself because I'd been back under and I was looking at the uh, machinery underneath and how it was mounted and the electrical connections. It was all pretty basic stuff. But I knew that they were also very, very heavy. I found the steps, the exact steps that I needed, they were $1,100. And I thought, whoa, I'd save a lot of money if I did this Mm -hmm. myself. And you can order it online, so... So we thought, wow, let's order them online and Mm -hmm. have them delivered here. And Patty said, well... I better go up to the office and ask if we can have mail delivered here, Mm -hmm. if they do that, because some parks don't. So I went to the office, and I talked to them again, and I said, okay, I need a package delivered. And they said, oh, yeah, no problem. I said, now it's going to weigh about 80 pounds. And they said, oh, well, uh, no, that's that's too much. We can't take that because it's going to come into the gatehouse, and there's only one person in there, and they can't be holding that or carrying that. And I said, well... We have an issue. <laughs> we have a little bit of an issue. And I explained to her what we did. Oh, it was really hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, it was awful. But she agreed then. Yeah, I said, oh my gosh, we have to order these steps. I can't believe we just did this. We just ruined our steps and we need to get this. And she said, she said, okay, that's no problem. You know, I said, we'll be right up there. We'll watch the tracking. We'll be right at the gatehouse when they deliver it. Nobody will even have to touch it. We can just put it right in our car. She says, okay, great. No problem. They were good about it. She said, oh, by the way, there's somebody in the park here that does repair. Here's his card. There was a guy by the name of Alan Mm O'Neill, and he's got a little company. He's in business for himself. He calls himself Happy Camper RV Repair. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I called him. He was fantastic. Oh, he was great. He said, I've done this before. He says, this is pretty common. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, great. I'm not the most stupid person. Yeah, that wasn't the only one he's done. Can you believe that? (laughs) He was skilled with that. And he said, look, he says, I'll do it for 175 if you help me. Mm-hmm. He says, it's a two-man job. I said, great. He said, go ahead, order the steps. How long will it take? I said, well, I'm hearing it's going to take five or six days to get here. He says, no problem. I'm here for you. Great guy. Mm-hmm. So we waited the five or six days. We actually turned, what, two nights that we were supposed to spend here <laughs> into how long? Three weeks. Three weeks we spent there. But there was a reason for that too <laughs> there was a good reason for that well to get our minds off of everything we decided we we're going to go to the grocery store and there was a good grocery store in santa rosa about a half hour away mm-hmm. we get in the car we head down the freeway and, and patty looks out the window and she goes we just passed the francis ford coppola winery and we went by this town called Heldsburg, and she goes we just passed the Kendall Jackson Winery. Yeah. We had no idea where we were, but we were in the middle of wine country. We had no idea. And then... but In California. Right. And then looking around, it's like, oh my gosh, there's grapevines growing everywhere. Oh my God. 
as far as you could see, yeah. grapevines. Yeah. And this isn't Napa. This is Hellsberg. This is where the Zinfandels come from. The Russian from. River wines. Oh, yep. The yeah. Alexander Valley. Mm-hmm. We later found out this is a famous place for wineries. Yeah. Well, needless to say, that helped cushion the blow. Yes. So how many wineries did we go to? Well, we went to seven wineries. Seven wineries. We could have done more, but we just kind of spaced it out a bit. Now, I will tell you this. It can get pricey at the wineries, (laughs) and you can barely get into tastings because they're all booked up. Yeah, right. I don't know what these people do for a living, but there's so many people who come up in wine country during the week even. yeah. And go to all the tastings. But we were able to get into some of them, and they were fantastic. There was a couple of them. We could not get into Sonoma Couture at all. No, uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. And that's a highbrow winery. Mm -hmm. But we were able to get in the Jordan wines, Mm -hmm. which is really fantastic. Man, that was quite a uh, visit. Yeah, that was an unbelievable winery. Wine tasting? Oh, my goodness. Sapphire Hill was our favorite. (gasps) Yes. And these people who run Sapphire Hill, Lisa and her husband, are actually friends of our friends, Jim and Melinda Mantel. Mm-hmm. So they made a phone call. We went there. Oh my gosh, they treated us so well. Oh my gosh, she would make food to go with the wine. And it was appetizers, salads, entrees, dessert. They were small, but they would have a wine with it. The food was just delicious. Perfectly paired. Oh, that was our favorite. It was. That was our most favorite. And you're outdoors mm-hmm. and it's just a gorgeous scenery. It mm-hmm. really is. Francis Ford Coppola's winery was oh, fantastic. yes. We had dinner there. Lots of memorabilia. After our wine tasting. We were on the veranda. Yes. And overlooking the <laughs> overlooking vineyards. the grape vineyard. Oh, that was yes. incredible. <laughs> that was. The dinner there was fantastic. It was delicious. And another one was Sejacio Wines, Mm -hmm. and they're famous for Zinfandels. Mm. They served us a wine called Venom. Oh, yes. And we were just thrilled with it. It was Mm -hmm. a really great wine. And I asked him, I said, why did they name it Venom? He said, well, the reason for that is because the vineyards right here in the Alexander Valley, where they get the grapes from, are filled with a lot of rattlesnakes, at least that particular one. So we call it Venom. And here's Patty and I. Oh, we love walking through the vineyards. <laughs> Rattlesnakes. <Yeah>. What? <laughs> that was the last time we walked through a vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> Another great winery was the one that had burned down. Oh, yes. There's a lot of problems with fires in that region. Yeah. Because it gets really dry. And there was a wildfire years ago. That... It was in October of 2019. They okay. called it the Kincaid Fire because it started on John Kincaid Road. And that was up and over a mountain, a little ways away from there, but the wind blew this fire far enough over that it caught the Soda Rock Winery on fire. Yeah, burned Now, down. this was a historic, absolutely beautiful yeah. Goes back to place. the 1800s. Just magnificent. Yeah. The stone building. The stone is still up, but it's all burned out. Right. But they have their wine tastings in the barn. The barn survived the fire somehow. The barn is magnificent. Mm-hmm. So we had all our samples of wine there. And, and that was only wine, no food. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was really a lot of fun yes. being in that wine country area. Yes near Helzburg, California. Mm-hmm. And you literally can go there. You could stay in San Francisco or Santa Rosa and, you know, visit all the wineries. There's plenty of places to stay, and a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. It's really a fun trip. Well, we ended up buying 21 bottles. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Oh, let me I, tell you that that blew our budget between the steps and the wine. We oh thought my gosh, we were way ahead by getting the steps fixed by doing it ourselves. <laughs> We end up spending it on wine. We did. What was it, about $800? It was over $800. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know. The only good thing, though, was that the campground we were staying at were members of, and it was free. So it didn't cost us anything for the three weeks. Right. But here's another thing about the campground. This campground was only water hookup and electric hookup. Right. There was no sewer hookup. Mm-hmm. So every couple days, two or three days, we had to... We had to unhook the water, unhook the electric... <laughs> Put the slides in, put everything away inside and outside, and move the RV to the dump station. Yeah. Dump the sewer tank, rinse it out there, uh-huh. and then bring it back. And dump our gray water tank, which was our showers. Right. And, but we ended up not using the shower. We ended up using the campground shower. So that to we didn't have to that. go every other day. Yeah. So it, I mean, I think we stretched it out maybe four or five days. Yeah, we did. We were able to stretch it out for a while. We there. were very thrifty with water. We were. And mm-hmm. our wastewater. Yes. Mm-hmm. We did a good job there. Yeah. And the camp showers weren't too bad. We would go first thing in the morning before anybody else would, and yeah. they were all clean. So yeah. it worked out pretty good. Yeah. But the one thing that was really nice is you can choose your site there. Now, when we first came in, we kind of picked a site that was just okay. Mm-hmm. As the week goes on, and especially on Sunday, a lot of people move out because, you know, people are just there for weekends. Right. So Sunday afternoon, I said, Jeff, Jeff, look at the spot that's available. It was number one. And number one was fantastic. It was private. It well, was. It wasn't real private, but it was just kind of... um. We had space around us. Yeah, it was we really very did. nice. And it was such a nice place to stay, despite the fact that you had to go up to the dump station every few days. We stayed there three weeks. We did. And the thing is, at that number one spot, we could see the dump station. <laughs> so we. <laughs> it was so romantic. So we knew if you know if there was a line there, because you don't want to go when there's a line there. You want to be able to just go right up and. Do your business and, and get rid of it. Go back, you know, and get back to your site and hook up again, you know. Right. But it was a great place to it stay. It was a very nice campground. And the I people were it. really nice. Alan was fantastic yeah. helping us out with the steps. And we decided to not file an insurance claim because it would have raised our rates. And Well, our deductible was $1,000. Right. So, so it, it was a wash. Uh, and then, of course, we spent all the money on wine. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> But that is our adventure, oh. and we're giving it to you straight. Oh, no doubt about horrible. it. And is that the only mistake we made? <laughs> no. no. We have another one. It's not as bad, but it's funny <laughs> as heck. Oh, and no. you don't want to miss hearing no, about it. No, I don't want to talk about that one either. <laughs> that will be coming up. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.